0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing.
1: Welcome to the latest edition of uh, the British Canoeing uh, Coaching Podcast. My name's uh, Sid Tinfield, and I'm going to be in conversation today with Pete Catrall who um, I'll get Pete to introduce himself shortly but the main topic for today's uh, conversation is how do we develop as a coach and how can we develop coaches? So Two, uh, two strands on that but we'll start with Pete giving us a bit of an overview of who he is and why he's here. Yeah I'm Pete Cattrall I'm uh,
0: the talent coach developer for British Canoeing so fairly new into the role just been in a, a few months as of the recording of this podcast. Um, my background have uh, been paddling since uh, 1983 so quite a long time uh, and then coaching full-time since about 1992-ish. Um, slalom paddler Originally, then into expedition paddling, then into a bit of slalom again and freestyle. um, Coached the British freestyle team for eight years internationally and and domestically. Um, And then over the last 17 years, been um, working at Placid Running up in North Wales uh, and involved in an enormous amount of coach education and coach development as part of that, uh, which is also just mentoring coaches, helping coaches progress to the next level. a whole host of things across loads of disciplines, competitive and non-competitive as well.
1: Cool, right? So, um, so, so in this conversation, what we want to start with, if we think we'll have, we have two general strands, so we're going to start first of all from a coach's perspective. Yeah. So, it, as a coach, as a, a, a you know a, a newbie coming in, uh, I may have been paddler for a long period of time. I might not have been paddler for a long period of time, but I've, I've come into coaching. I've discovered that I like it. Um, how am I going to get better? What am I going to do?
0: Great. Well, the the good thing is, and this will look like an advert for British Cunard, mm-hmm. is that um, British Cunard has developed um, a really wide range of coaching courses that are, that are that are on a shelf that almost you can go on uh, mm-hmm. as as a coach and you'll join in with with lots of other coaches on those, uh, and you'll be shown different ways of getting started in coaching. So whether that's uh, in recreational or competitive side, so you can you literally can turn up. And learn how to coach from some real coaching experts that will get you started on on your coaching journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the other way to do that to do it uh, to start with really would be to get involved with another coaching and work alongside another coach, see what coaching's all about, um, maybe at the club or the, wherever the nearest training's going on, uh, and just work alongside a coach and start picking up some of the, the things that they 're doing there
1: okay cool so so i 've paddled for quite some time, so so I know loads of stuff so <laughs> So can I just tell people, just go, you know, just do that? You know, do that. So,
0: so you can. I mean, coaching, a lot of coaches, when they start out coaching, coach how they were coached. That's quite a common place people start their coaching. Uh, and that that's great. And it will work if you coach people who are exactly like you. And okay. That's what you'll get. Um, so the, the challenge to that really is to, you know, and it's not a bad place to start if you feel like you were coached by a good coach and trying to. Of emulate some of the stuff they've been doing and the way they coach, that's a great place to start, but it's, it's not going to work with everybody because we're all very different, as as you alluded to in the chat we had, Sid. Is that it's all about relationships and it's all about individualization. That everybody you coach is, is different, and they're different to you as a person, and they're different to the person sat next to them. Okay. So it's not quite as simple as just telling people
1: how to do it. <laughs> it's uh, just one of the things I suppose I am interviewing you, but the, the bit I kind of uh, I think it's really good early on to think about that you're not teaching kayaking, you're teaching yeah. Pete to kayak which is an interesting way around to think of um uh, yeah putting put the put in the um the order and that kind of a- that gets us thinking about the person first and then Absolutely. the yeah. what I'm teaching them second as opposed to their way around which tends to say they have to fit in with what I'm going to teach yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so That's when I'm I always think, you know, what, yeah, it is who am I coaching, not what am I coaching? So, you know, everybody's a different size, different shape, they've got different motivations, they like to take information in different ways. Some people are massively active, some people are much more... So how can I find that out, though?
1: So, you know what I mean, I, I've come along to my coaching session, I, I've braved it, I'm gonna help out of the club, and they've said, oh, can you help those three people over there? Yeah, and so how am I going to find out this information? So, so the, the simplest
0: way is to, is to talk to people. So find out, ask them exactly. So where are they at? Just, just there's no point guessing. You can spend a whole load of time doing observation analysis. But the first thing I think is to actually ask them where they're at and then how they like to be coached. Do they know how they like to be coached? And, and then how can I adapt my coaching to make it work for them?
1: I just want to get better. <laughs> that's what i want i want to get yeah. better so so again as my um you know i'm working with my um 13 year old 14 year old yeah uh, i just want to get better i like style and i want to get better at it. Right? Sure. So, so that's yeah. that so if i'm faced with that kind of response again where do i go with that i mean that's... yeah so i need to have if if they don't
0: know how they like to be coached, they don't know what, what that is, then I'm going to start with, I'll, I'll give them what they want a little bit. And, and I, that, re- that relies on me having really good technical understanding. of. It. So in slalom, for instance, I've got to have good technical understanding of, of what good slalom looks like so that I can start working with that, that, that athlete. And then I might set up a good um, kind of observation, observation analysis session so I can see exactly what, what they need and then start building that relationship from there and, and picking up on, if they don't know what they so, need apart from to get better.
1: So, here we go. Then. So, we're talking about developing coaches. So, where can I get this technical understanding? Because, like, I can do it, yeah, I know I can do it because, you know, I was um, not me personally, you know, but let's say for instance, our coach, I was a crane paddler, so I, I know how to paddle, yeah, do you know what I mean? Or, or I've done lots of sea kayaking, you know, I've paddled you know, all over the world, yeah, so I know how to do it, but it doesn't necessarily translate into me knowing okay. how somebody else can do it. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, you, you've hit the nail on
0: the head there. So I can understand how I paddle, uh, but I paddle differently to you, and I, I paddle differently to someone else. So what I need to do really is spend time watching lots of paddling. If I'm going to really understand how, let's pick let's pick slalom as an example, how how slalom's done, then I could, if I watch, um, I could go on one of the websites and watch some slalom paddling and watch the whole World Championships. And, and if I really look at it, I'll notice that. Everybody does paddle slightly different. What do you look
1: at? You know, so, so if you're starting your observation, so yeah. so again, because like you know, it's really easy to be overwhelmed when you see somebody paddle. They paddle well because you look at it and you think, "Oh, that's great." Yeah. But but if you actually want to take that from a coaching, a coach's eye, where do, where do you start to look? You know, if you you are watching it, we can do anything, couldn't we? We could be watching a freestyle paddle, we could watch a yeah. style. Yeah. where do you start your observation?
0: So I will start with um, this, uh, really back to sort of. Well, it's not basics, it's fundamentals, and it carries on throughout our coaching. I'm just going to look at is, is the boat what's that boat doing? How did that boat get from A to B? Or how did that boat perform that trick in the air? Or how did that boat go that fast in a straight line? How did that boat overtake that boat on, on a marathon race? How, whatever it is, I'm going to I'm probably going to start. With, how did that boat where, where did that boat position itself? How did that boat get to that position? And then what's the person doing in that boat. So I'll start breaking it down into the, the, the three B's, essentially, the, the boat, the body, and the blade. And, and do you how- you
1: often start with the
0: boat. Is that um, important? Does it depend a little bit on- It does depend a little bit on the spore. Okay. To a certain extent. Um, but a little, yeah, I guess a lot of the time I'm drawn down to, did the boat do the right thing? So when I was coaching freestyle kayaking, if the boat doesn't do the right thing, it doesn't score the right points. So mm-hmm. I've got to, I'm gonna start with that and go, okay, it didn't, so what did the body do? to affect that, or did they use the water correctly, or whatever else is going on.
1: I think you've, you kind of alluded a little bit there to, to, to how we each analyze performance. Yeah. So similar to you, I'll start with, what, does, what would the boat do uh, if it was just being moved magically to achieve that? Do you know what I mean? So how would the boat do that without somebody in it? Yeah. And then, right, so that's not the situation, we've got somebody in it, so how are they going to affect that movement? Yeah. Um, and they've only got a paddle to affect that movement with predominantly and shifting their body weight. So, those are my parameters. So, yeah. when, when I'm looking at I'm observing a, somebody doing something, I go, right, what would the boat do? It would ideally be smooth, or would it be doing this? Right, okay. So, how are they doing it? That's yeah. kind of where I. Yeah. yeah. So, so, if I was directing a, a, more, a less experienced coach to, get, to, to, to gain as much as they can from watching, I'd probably say, have a little think about what the boat would do. If, it, if all things being equal, <laughs> yeah. how would it do it on its own Yeah. Uh, if it could? Uh, and then, then it gives you a little bit of a link between the person and the paddle yeah. to glue those bits together. Okay, so so one way you can get better as a coach is to fundamentally understand how boats uh, and yeah. water work. And, and then, way,
0: ways of doing that, as well as observing, is going spending time with other coaches. And, and that's something I'll probably come back back to later on as we chat. Is is questioning why. One coach believes this is the right way of doing something, and another coach might believe. Uh, but isn't there a right way? To do? <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't think. I think there's fundamentals that are right yeah. okay. that, that, are, that are common. Uh, so things around posture and things like that that need to be there. But but we are all slightly different shapes and sizes, give or take you know a few inches in either direction. We're all we're all different. Um, so, I've, I've, I've
1: captured that. I think, again, personally, I captured that with there's principles, yeah, there's key yeah. principles, and uh, there's some processes that you might go about to get that solution, yeah. But you can't say this is always going to yeah. be like the, you the need to always have your hand there, it's always yeah. going to be there, and it's always going to be, yeah. That
0: way. Like I'll show my age now. If 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 someone tried to correct Michael Johnson's running technique, he never would have won all the medals he won. He had yeah, fundamentally, no, <laughs> <funny laughs> but, funny but he, he had a very different style, and if they tried to create him into Usain bolt style that are massively different they wouldn't and, and vice versa they wouldn't be on anywhere so it's about what what are the principles of that that acceleration and they they, they stuck with that they nobody tried to well I think they did try and rebuild him at one point but he didn't have it <laughs> so, um,
1: but yeah okay so we're going to start so so actually so what I've picked up so far I'm thinking of me developing as a coach on my own you know I'm, I'm in my own development I'm yeah. going to spend some time observing um, Coaching, observing the technical understanding, trying to enhance my technical and tactical understanding, yeah. and thinking more on principles as opposed to yeah. these. Are, these are it has to be like this, so, rather yeah. than concrete yeah. um, bits and thinking about principles. Yeah. So then, yeah, we've got to be. I think we've got to really be open-minded. As, as, you know,
0: especially doing we're doing a massively dynamic sport that's really diverse. We've got different, you know, different classes of boat, different people. With that, that open-mindedness to it's not. I might not have the only way of solving this, there might be different ways that, that maybe don't even sit comfortably with the way I like to watch something, yeah. but that might happen, that, that athlete, that is the best way for them to do it
1: and manipulate their body. So, so we've all got, I suppose with, with some people there's more physical constraints, you know, their, their yeah. height, their shape, their weight, means that their degree of flexibility, yeah, means that that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the best performance that they're going to achieve. Yeah. Um, but, and it may well be that we could go, well, that's sufficient for what they want to, that, for what their wants are. What they yeah, want yeah, is to yeah, go and enjoy yeah. their paddling and go on a, go on a journey. Um, they don't want to win an Olympic medal. Mm. So, so therefore, the, the the performance is perfect for what they're after. So, yeah. we've got realistic um, goals for, for people yeah. in terms of performance goals? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So,
0: you know, some people are willing to completely change body compositions. Mm-hmm. To, to, to meet their outcomes and that, that's great that's one way we can tackle things but other people
1: that's so I'll be I enjoy the seatbelt. yeah absolutely not. that's great <laughs> cool so what else might I do then so, so I've, I've, um, now I've done what you've suggested I've been watching coaching I've been watching uh, I've been watching videos I've been reading some books I've been thinking about my own paddling I've been trying to unpick that and now I'm delivering some sessions and, and I'm kind of on the water and trying some of these things out some of, them working, some of them are working, some of them aren't. So I want more that are that aren't. So how do I get more that are gonna work than more than aren't gonna work? <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you sort of alluded to it there that, the, that at the end of the session you've thought about
0: what works and didn't work and that's a great place to start is at the end of every session, Fair. well we, we should be reflecting on the session whilst, whilst we're doing it, thinking is this actually working now? But probably more importantly at the end of the session going right, what, what actually, what did work? Why did that work? So that I can make sure I do it again, and I keep that working. Whether that was with that individual, or whether it was with the group, or just the way you, you phrase something, the structure of the session, the practice structures. Let's go back
1: a bit there. But you see, interesting. You know, you talked about um, reflecting when you're doing it. Mm. Uh, when I'm doing it, I'm so busy. How am I going to find any time to think? <laughs> so, you know, like uh, if I think back to my early years of coaching, yeah, they they, they kept coming back much quicker than I could think about what to do for next. <laughs> so finding time to think about whether it's working in the middle of it all, just just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, I think it's different now, I think I find time now, but how, how do you find time in your coaching to, to think? Because that seems to be what you've suggested yeah. useful. Yeah. Creating
0: that thinking space is good for you as a coach because that gives you that chance to reflect on what's going on. Are you seeing mm-hmm. what you want to be seeing? Are the, the, the outcomes that you're trying to gain out of the session are they is that happening? But the way to do that is is to let the paddlers paddle, <laughs> is to give them time to actually practice what they're doing, uh, and not have them coming back to you every single every single lap or every yeah expecting
1: feedback after every single rep yeah let, let,
0: you know it's a doing sport and we get better by by doing it and our job as coaches um a phrase we have used together quite a lot I think too, is that we as coaches we get paid for the quality of our input, not the quantity of it. And I think if we can drop the quantity, it will give us space and time
1: to create the quality input, if that makes sense. And I sense. think you've said that I mean, people acquire physical skills by, by movement and doing them, and sometimes they don't even need your feedback, they can just go and do it. <laughs> because if you keep trying, and you go, oh, well, I'm experimenting with this, I'm gonna solve the, You know, I'll find the solution, I don't even need yeah. any coaching input, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's been referred to in some recent articles as the zone. Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. you gotta just be in there for a bit and work it out it's fair
0: enough, isn't it? and that is that that gives you opportunity to see their thought processes as well if they're struggling with something and, and they are they are solving it themselves or they're not solving it themselves that really gives you a, an insight as a coach into you know what what, what is it they've they got the tenacity to keep going something, yeah. or do they just keep going coach i want the answer yeah you know? so use that time give people give people time to experiment and explore and set challenges for people and see see how they come up with the answers themselves you're you know you are you're sort of there to give the answers but you i think you're more importantly you're there as a coach to
1: help them find the answers yeah, to answer the right questions exactly and, and, yeah and, okay so so we've got some ideas there in terms of uh, um uh, developing you know earlier early on um you know watching some, watching coaching what analyzing performance Think about your own performance profile, I think you might call yeah, it, a technical yeah. template for the sport you're coaching, uh, and then reflection on the sessions, thinking about what went well, what didn't. So any other, what about, what about other ways that you might continue to grow as a coach? What, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there is a, a host of ways you can develop as a
0: coach, whether it is going on, on again, more courses, um, which are either, you know, puddle-specific, can you? sports specifically British canoeing or whether they're outside of that whether they're um, uh, a university course on on coach education or sports physiology or sports science there, there's all sorts of academic ways you can go but equally there's, there's some amazing you know just books out there on coaching so things like you know growth mindset and all these there's just a massive wealth of resources out there that mm-hmm. you could but it's knowing what
1: know what to what get what works into. for you yeah i think that's a bit because some some people and when i've worked some people don't like the the and they're not really book people they don't like reading they go this is all it's all very big long words for for planning boats that's what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> so why don't need to have all these very big long words and, and i think for me that's fine if that doesn't work for you but you need to find something that does work for you so you yeah. keep that growth and keep keep going on yeah. so for some people working with other coaches and chatting over coffee and thinking, oh, watching other people working alongside them, that kind of team working. We used to work loads together, and um, I've learned loads of that not to do it, watching you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so but equally, you know, that kind of challenging your own thought process by yeah. watching somebody else and um, I just, I don't mean you you, here, but I'm going to throw another thing in. I think it's really important to watch outside your sport. Absolutely, It's much, it's really powerful to watch. Uh, I was fortunate over day to watch a really good high jump coach um, and you can see through to the coaching when you're not obsessed with the what. Yeah. So rather than be worried about what is coaching, because that wasn't directly relevant to a, to my day job, but I was working more at how he was achieving that. And then you start thinking of principles of coaching, which I think is, is the bit that helps shape your philosophy, which we've talked about previously.
0: Yeah. I, I totally echo that. When I was going through my level five coach, I wanted to know about individualization and where I was living at the time, there wasn't, much coaching going on so i went and watched a dance coach and i watched the dance uh, they were they were getting ready for production and i watched this this choreographer working with i think it was 15 dancers and each one had to learn their bit but at the same time they had to put it all together so this person was unbelievable they had 15 people in one room all working towards the same thing but all individually mm-hmm. uh, and that just robbing from other other places and, and you know I always think about it is looking, looking down the back of the sofa and seeing what's there. Yeah. You know, on, on your doorstep, there, there will be other coaches in other sports. I watched a combat sport once, um, uh, it was karate coach working. And again, it was working with lots of people at the same time, but how they individualized that for And, and actually they had, a, somebody was five and someone was 55. And then with all the belts in between, it was massively diverse mm-hmm. um, group that the coach was working with. And that was really interesting just watching how they
1: go about things. So, so you've now been coaching for, um, you said, since the early nineties. Yeah. So does that mean you've learned everything now that you've stopped? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, <I> mean, <laughs> have you now done coaching? I wish. I, <laughs> I really wish I knew everything,
0: because sometimes people look at me and go, "Oh, go on, you're going to give me the answer to this," and I don't know the answer. I don't know all the answers to things, um, and I, I, that's what I really—that's what's kept me in it all this time. But it. it it constantly challenges me, confuses me, makes me scratch my head and go, do you know what? I don't know. I don't yeah. know how, what is the next thing that's going to make that, that person better? And I, I think often as coaches, we put it on ourselves to find the answers where sometimes we can get the athlete to really help us find I think, what the answers
1: are for yeah. sure. Uh, I think it's possibly a, a, a natural place to draw, draw it towards a conclusion there because I think what you've alluded to there is, the best way to get good at coaching is to, never, to keep learning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. is to accept that you're never going to be the finished product. Absolutely. You're exactly. always in development, and there's always more you can do. But actually, you have to accept that. And as soon as you accept the fact that you're always going to grow, then you're always going to get better. Don't assume that you know everything really now. Absolutely. it's, <laughs> it's, it's
0: A lot obviously. of coaches out there listening will be ex-athletes. And when you're an athlete, you get up in the morning and you... Your mission is to do whatever you can do to be the best you can be, and that—that that, for me it sounds you know a bit cliche I guess, but that's exactly the same as being a coach. I've got to get out of bed that day and you know? go. How can I be the best coach? What? How can I develop? How can I be a better coach by the end by the end of today? Yeah, that's that's what we need to keep going. That, that lighting that fire and keeping it keeping it stoked with with fresh material really that we can use.
1: I think in early days you make massive gains because you've got so much to learn. Yeah. And then as you get a little bit more experience, you're still looking for those games, but they may be a little bit harder to find. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you stop learning, stop looking. Right then, so thanks that, Pete. No so it was so a, a useful conversation, and we'll look forward to the next podcast.